Chicharito says, do not forget about me, Tata. Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm your host, Nate. I'm with my brother, Jordan, and the homie, Angelito. Say what up, boys. What up, boys? Sup? All right, guys. We got a nice show for you guys today. This is how it's going to go down. We're going to do Trash Talk with Jordan. Chicha Dios Hat Trick. Man City, the Caribou Champs. Maine says, suck it, Byron. The Champions League Tuesday and Angelito's Taco Shop. All right, Jordan. For those of you who do not know what Trash Talking with Jordan is, it is when a listener DMs us a question and is usually directed towards Jordan. So this week's question is, Jordan, how are you so confident with the Columbus crew going into the Champions League week against Monterey when they've only played one game in two weeks. Oh boy, we're talking about the Columbus crew to start it off. How am I so confident? Because I'm a crew fan at heart. I'm always confident. I'm gonna die with that confidence, even if I'm not even sure. So here's the thing, all right? So you have this guy named uh, Lucas Delarayon, okay? He's played against Monterey. He's lived in Monterey. He's shopped in Monterey. He probably ate tacos at Monterey at one point in his life. And he <laughs> has made them his you know, he's done, he's done work against them, all right? And so we also have this cat named, I don't know if you guys know this, all right? His name's uh, Jossie Zardes. And uh, as I told all the Dissels before, open the buffet line. Homeboy's hungry. Homeboy wants to eat. Zalaran serving him into Zardes. One, two, three. I'm not saying they're going to win three nothing, but they're going to score three goals in two games. Count it. Damn. What do you think about that, Angel? What do you think about Monterey versus the Columbus crew tomorrow? I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, like the person asking the question mentioned, the crew have only played one game, and uh, it was a 0-0 draw versus Philadelphia. I didn't see anything impressive, but if they didn't, if they're resting their players up for this match, or you know they've rested, they have a good chance at beating Monterey because uh, Monterey has three games where into which they've received the red card, so they're on a three-game losing streak. Three reds straight, and they don't know how to. I don't know. They, I guess they're they're playing really bad defense. They end up fouling, whatever, to get their red cards. So if that occurs again, I can see the Columbus crew taking advantage of, you know, the man short. And uh, I believe it's going to be a pretty close match. It just depends on what crew shows up. The one that played against Philadelphia or the one that won the championship. All right, so man short, man on, tall man, short man, it doesn't matter. I got one question to ask you guys, all right? Do you remember the last time the crew was lost? Nope. Neither does Monterey, all right? Because crew's coming for you, Monterey. Count it. All right, let's stay in the MLS, and we're going to talk some Chicha Dios hat trick. Galaxy ends up winning 3-2. to two. What are your thoughts on this match, Angel? I'm surprised that Chicharito, uh, if you've heard the podcast before, I'm not really a fan of him. And um, I, I do appreciate what he's done for the Mexican national team, but I, I don't like his style of play. He does get all the goals, but it, they're not great. They're just tap-ins. Like the first goal was 
happened to be at the right place at the right time, slight deflection, he gets the slides in and it goes 1-0 Galaxy. Um, they've won both of their games and he has five goals, which is impressive. And uh, my cousins are big Galaxy fans and they hate LAFC. And they know that I like Carlos Vela. So they'll be, they were talking shit. They're like, Carlos Vela hasn't scored. Uh, you know, Galaxy are the leaders. You know, they're already talking shit two games. But this game was really, really good. I mean, three to two, it's always nice to a lot of goals. And uh, it was entertaining to watch. All right, all right. So here's the thing, right? I'm so tired of hearing Chi-Chi this and Chi-Chi that. Nay, Angel, when's the last time you guys ate at Chi-Chi's? Never, because it closed down before you can even remember. <laughs> that's what, that's what uh, Chicharito reminds me of. An old, busted Mexican restaurant chain nobody cares about, all right? Chicharito, great, you scored a hat trick. Congratulations. Do it against a team that matters. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like after watching those goals, Chicharito was – just lucky to be on a team that the players are so bad that every time they shoot, they miss, and he just happens to be at the right spot at the right time. I mean, that that second goal was pretty nice. I'll give him that. I don't. I can't. I still can't see Tata calling him back. If he does, maybe for the Gold Cup, and that would probably be his only shot. And I only can see him being a sub on for like. I don't know, 70-plus minute sub to maybe to throw somebody in the box. I can't see him starting a full game with the national team. What do you think about that, Angel? I agree. I think, uh, you know, he's a little older. The injuries, they stack up, and he's just not what he used to be. I think it's time that they start letting the new generation kind of take over and um, – let them get in sync because they are the future. And he can come in as a sub, like you said, around the 60th, 70th minute to come in and just uh, reinforce the the top. Um, but to start, I don't think he has it. If he's just scoring like these goals that he scored in this game, the, I, I wouldn't say they're lucky. He, he's talented enough to know where to go. But we need someone that's going to make the plays, not just stand around and wait and hope that we get lucky and somehow he gets a rebound or some kind of deflection and it goes in. I 100% agree and disagree with you both. I agree that Chicharito has no business being on the Mexican national team. Now, Javier Hernandez is like a fine wine, and he should play 90 minutes for the Mexican national team because why not? You guys have no forward that even matters unless you're bringing Rick and, uh, Ricky Martin. And Tata doesn't want to bring him on. So Javier Hernandez, open him up. Let the aroma sniffle through your nose. And just watch him stand there for 90 minutes. Now, if he's a 20-goal scorer for this season, then we can start talking. Start debating this issue a little bit more. All right, so let's go to London. At Wembley, there was a final Manchester City versus Tottenham. And Man City end up winning 1-0. Jordan, what was your thoughts on this match? All right. So this match was so good that I watched it via live stream on YouTube with a bunch of little kids commentating on it the whole time. I didn't even watch the game. I just listened to these little kids talk about their favorite team, Tottenham, okay? Now there's four of them, right? Four. 
They're all Tottenham fans. I don't know how the hell that ever happened, okay? So here's the funniest part. After Man City scored, these four kids, I'm, they're like 15, 16, maybe I give them benefit of the doubt, 18. They said, great. I'm going to be old as hell by the time Tottenham wins a trophy. There's going to be like another 15 years from now. Man, that's like 30. You're going to be 30 by the time Tottenham wins a championship. Come on, man. You might as well jump ship. Let's go. Go to a different team. Now, on the counter, all right, Man City won the Caribou Cup. Nobody cares to win the Caribou Cup. Angel, correct me if I'm wrong. The only team here that would be happy to win the Caribou Cup, Arsenal. Man City won the trophy, <laughs> and they probably donated it to Tottenham and said, here, get the shit out of our trophy case. I'm pretty sure Man City has won this trophy like six times in a row. They might as well just just call this the Man City tournament. But big shout-out to Zach Steffens, man, getting that trophy. He had a good game. He had a very good game. He looked good out there. What did you think of this match, Angel? Uh, I mean, God, Tyenham, this is the only trophy you have a chance of winning. You figure they play better. And I get it. They had a new coach. But still, like, oh, man, how do you not defend that goal? It was awful. Nobody moved. Nobody jumped. They just let the ball go. It goes in. And it was too late. I mean, it was in the 80th minute or so. They just, I don't know, they're disappointing. I, and I, next season, I can't see them being a top club with all their players leaving. Can we just talk about the end of the match? So at the end of the match, Harry Kane falls to the ground and looks like he's crying. Foden comes over, pats him on the back and says, Don't worry, we'll win this cup next year when you're playing for Man City. And, <laughs> and then you have... Then you have Son over there crying, and Gareth Bale goes over to him and consoles him, just like, don't worry, mate, I'm going back to Real Madrid in the summer. I don't know. I feel bad for I feel bad for Song and Kane, but it's time for them to go to a better club, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens and who bids for them and to see where their careers go after this, after this uh, season. So we have we have a homie, uh, Lauren. She's on our group chat, right? Big Tottenham fan. Lauren, cover your ears for a second. This is where you guys are mistaking. Kane and Son were not crying because they lost, man. They're crying because the, the nightmare is over. They're leaving. Their bags are packed. They're crying because they still had to sit there and collect that second place medal. They won't be there. They're just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't understand why they would sack their manager a week before a, a final that's just i don't know that's just ridiculous that i bet that had to play mentally into these guys because with this new coach they didn't play anything different than as if Mourinho was there they still look the same they still play the same way they were defensive the whole game and they really didn't get after it all right so let's go to germany and Mainz says, suck it, Byron, and beats them 2-1 to one and says, you will not clinch the league this week. What happened, Angel? I don't know. Lewandowski came back, but obviously he's not 100%. And they're just tired, I guess. they So many injuries they've had. And their players... Um, they just aren't trying. They thought it was an easy win. And they were like, oh, well, we got four four games left. Um, 
if we don't win this week, we'll win the next week or whatever. Or maybe they were just upset that, you know, during this whole time, their coach is being kicked out for whatever reason because he's having trouble with the executive board. And they're buying out their biggest rival of the season's coach and, and other players to weaken them, and that way they stay on top. And I don't know. I guess it's just towards the end of the season, some of the players know they're not coming back, and they don't care. All right, so the real thing is, is when Lewandowski, quote-unquote, got hurt, he already packed it in, dude. He mailed it in. He said, screw Byron. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to pretend that, you know, I'm old, I'm tired. It's the end of the season. We already won. He's done. He doesn't care. He's already packing his bag. He's looking for greener pasture. You know where he's going. I'm not going to repeat myself. I say it every podcast. It's coming to the MLS. I just said it. So Bayern Munich probably won't win the next three games. They're going to lose everyone. And you know what, Angel? It was cool while it lasted. (laughs) All right. So let's talk some Champions League Tuesday. Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Tied, 1-1. What are your thoughts on this match, Jordan? This is your team. All right, so first and foremost, Captain America, Kristen Pulisic, comes in, scores a goal. Awesome, dude. You know, you anytime any young player scores against a legend like Real Madrid, it's got to be such an adrenaline rush. Uh, that was great. And Kareem Benzema, he's a one-man wrecking crew right now. Just give him the ball, get out of the way. He's going to do what he's going to do. I want to talk about Timo Werner, all right? This guy. <laughs> he was right in front of the goal, and instead of just smashing it in, he made love to uh, Courtois, man. He just kicked it right to him and said, here you go, baby. And while that's great and all, there's something about this guy that I don't know yet. I don't know if he has it or if he's going to, you know, the second season he's going to turn around and become like just some work-hard legend of Chelsea, but he's got to learn how to finish these. You can never question this guy's work rate. You know, when he's on the field, he's giving you a 10 out of 10, an effort. But when he has a chance to score, dude, you don't know if you're getting the Fernando Torres or you're getting a Didier Drogba, man. We need some killer instinct out there. You got to sit your ass on the bench. What are your thoughts on the match, Angel? Um, I just saw the highlights earlier today because the game was on while I was at work. But all I saw on Instagram was how, you know, how Timo Werner missed that. And they're like, it's multiple shots and it's not the first game. Like Jordan mentioned, he can't finish. And the effort can be there, but if he can't finish, there's no point in you even being up there. Um... Pulisic's goal was good, and, you know, I was rooting for Chelsea as well, so I was kind of bummed when Benzema tied it. But the one-on-one draw keeps it interesting for the second leg, which a lot of the previous games didn't have because they were pretty much decided in the first leg. Uh, I don't know. Chelsea, they, they, they're inconsistent. And they got to figure it out what was working for them at the beginning of the season because these two, uh, Kai Havertz and uh, Kimo Werner, they never really got situated and comfortable with their new roles coming in from, you know, the Bundesliga. And um, they just, 
they need to start scoring and building up their confidence because I think that's what they lack, and that's why he doesn't have the killer instinct to shoot. He's uh he's more of a facilitator, and he wants to pass it or he wants to be right in front and know he's gonna score. But that shot he did on Courtois, it's like, come on, man! Like I get that he's a big guy, he's intimidating, but he had like a full side open. All he had to do was direct it. It didn't even have to have power. It just had to be right in the right spot, and he panicked. Didn't score. Now it's tie one one when they should have been up. If you pay attention to Mason Mount during the game when Timo Werner was shooting and missed those, you should have seen his reaction, his face. It just says it all. Like this dude is just like frustrated. He it's like get this guy off the field if he's not gonna score. Bias opinion, if Ramos was out there, I feel like Ramos would either probably choke slammed. Polisic and that wouldn't have been a goal. Probably would have been a penalty, but it wouldn't have been a goal. I feel like it's going to be a very interesting match at the bridge with Ramos there. Because I think Real Madrid will play completely different. All right, Angel, let's go into uh, Angelito's Taco Shop. All right, so for this segment today, I'm just going to kind of talk about the match for tomorrow's Champions League. It's going to be Man City versus PSG. The, the the game's going to be great. I can see a bunch of goals coming in. And I just want to talk about Mbappe, you know, coming back from injury and all these other, uh, you know, obstacles for PSG because, let's face it, Man City on paper is the superior team. They're winning all the trophies. And they have the backup reserves to be able to keep up and dominate PSG. The other issue with that I think PSG is going to have to deal with is they're in second place in the League One, and you at some point it's like there's since there's two legs they have to focus on those games as well. And I think it's going to come down to if they use Mbappe and Neymar in the other games, or if they're going to just let them rest and save them for the Champions League. However, I don't think PSG will be able to break Man City's defense. And I think Man City will win the series 3-1. to one. All right, so if you're PSG, you throw League One or whatever league you're in out the window. You don't care about that. You've already won it 82 billion times. That's old news. You need to get that Champions League trophy, all right? So they're going to come with everything they have. And... I hope that he doesn't prove me wrong, but my boy Neymar is going to come and show out, all right? He's going to probably put up 72 goals tomorrow. It's going to be ridiculous, so DVR it now if you haven't already. Uh, You guys are missing the main point, though. Man City tried to join that weak-ass Super League, all right? UEFA is not going to let Man City win against the team that said, no, 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 we're not going to join this league. We already have Michael Jordan backing us. We don't need your filthy, dirty money. So look for some controversy in the two legs. PSG, Neymar, Mbappe, who, PSG for the win. It's going to be two to one. I feel like it's going to be the Mbappe show. I don't know. I The way he's been playing, it's... I don't. Th- I don't see Man City's defense being able to, being able to keep up with him, especially after what he did to uh, Bayern Munich. All right. Well, let's go into final thoughts. 
Angel? Oh, my final thoughts are I'm watching all this, uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, and it's exciting to see all the MLS teams, you know, that are remaining. And there's only, I believe, three uh, League IMX teams. Yeah, I just want to tell you, ask you guys, do you guys think this is the year that the MLS teams will take it? I mean, come on, man. You already know that's a loaded question. <laughs> it depends. Yes, even, even if it's not it. the crew, who, who's going to take it if it's not the crew? America. Philly, maybe. <laughs> it depends on who stays with America this summer. So if... That's true. If America keeps their players, I think they win this. But if they don't get to... If they get rid of their players, then... I can see them losing right away. All right, guys. So for my final thought, I want to talk about the BBSC, the Biscayne Bay Soccer Club. All right, we had all that nonsense about uh, the Super League and billionaires ruining soccer. This club that is out of Miami is for the community, by the community. No millionaires, no absent owners. It's a club for the fans, by the fans. And they make all the decisions from merchandising, coaching, staffing, and more. And if that's not dope enough, all right, they're called the Manatees. Up the Manatees. The jerseys are dope. Don Garber, take notes on this because their jerseys are sweet. Boises. Biscayne Bay Soccer Club out of Miami. The real inner Miami. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. But uh, like I said, Rico and I were working on our YouTube show. And once we get that going, we will announce when our first show will be. So thank you guys for listening. And make sure you guys tell your friends, tell your family. See you. Yeah, I thought I was going to say BBC. And I got a little worried there. <laughs> <laughs>